Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Kyle Lowry. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas, who just kind of messed up the echo thing that me and Matt do. <laughs> Matt, you're the producer. Say hello. Hello, I'm Matt. I'm the producer. And uh, we got a fun one for you today. We do, even if it started like a like a little bit of a shaky takeoff. I'm I fly like a yeah. duck. We folks. are recording on the the American way. election day, so you know we're a little jittery. We got a little bit of the Kramer in our blood right now. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I think I got a lot. I got a little bit of the Kramer in my blood at all times. <laughs> yeah, for sure, like, including like when I sleep. You know that legs kicking. Yeah, uh, but. Um, Matt, you know, if people, uh, you know, they want to help us out, they want to wear the sick toque I have, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, all, all the good stuff. Like what, what, what's something you, what's something you want to impart onto our guests? You know what, us? you know what, as I've always said, go to dunkspodcast.com because we have got all the links and, and frills there. If you want to go and, and, uh, see our social media, if you want our podcatchers, you know, that's where you got to go. If you want a toque, it's a great way to contact us and get one of those toques. We've got plenty left. And as well, you know, we've got our Patreon. If you want to link to that, if you want to, you know, get some of that hot sauce, if you want to get a shout out on the show, if you want to get the episodes the same day we record, we got okay? it all, baby. We got it all. And of course, we're on the Sonar Network. So always go to the sonarnetwork.com and you can check out the podcast there. They're, they keep adding a whole bunch. Okay, we're we're getting lost in the fray here, so uh, there's lots lots to choose from in, in a good way. For, so, uh, uh, my my good friends uh, or our good friends, uh, uh, Peter Carlone and Chris Wilson, Peter and Chris, Peter and Chris, two hilarious uh, guys, great sketch comedians. They're doing a podcast. If I'm not mistaken, they're going to try and do every type of podcast. Oh, are they? Um, is that what it no is? No spoilers, but I may or may not wow. be doing a really silly mocked up uh, hot one. I heard a rumor that they might even be sponsored by Subway Sandwiches. I don't know. Wow. See, that's pretty huge. Yeah, that's big time. That's Subway. Hey. <laughs> um, that's a big time for me for some reason. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Um, but before we, before we, you know, jump into things, uh, I'm just going to remind everyone, email your city councilors defund the police never stop uh putting the pressure in the right place and um matt let's um let's get rocking here let's uh let's start this pod if you feel like we're ready to go please sir just give me the okay 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 uh, big day, I think, in the entire world with the uh, the election going down. But totally. um, we're, we're here to talk some basketball. We're here to talk some goddamn basketball. Uh, so when, when you're listening to this podcast, uh, I hope um, you got the results you wanted if you're rooting for Joe Biden. But uh, OK, yeah. cool. 
<laughs> let's uh, yeah, you know, come on. Let's bring on the let's bring on these amazing guests. They're both freaking hilarious. Uh, I'm gonna start with my buddy who is rocking, uh, you know, his championship Raptors hat with pride. He's looking a lot better than me. Um, uh, he just got married. He's he's living the good life. Uh, he's showing off his ring. He's hilarious. Give it up if you know him. You love him. Yawatua. Baby, we're feeling it. <laughs> I love that track. I won't lie. It always makes me feel like summer. So. We we went hard on that track, and uh, <laughs> it felt great. Um, I feel I feel great about it. I uh, I relish. I love it every time we, uh, we I come on here. Uh, I know it's coming, and it's like one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. So. Yeah, the last whole, time right? the last time I put it on uh, when I put this episode on YouTube, it got flagged for copyright. So I what, had to. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, you know what? That's a that's a nice transition because there's no way this next guest <laughs> song is copyrighted. Well, it's got a Creative Commons. You know, I've got the Creative Commons. Uh, okay, uh, but thing this on next this this next guest is is a rude dude. <laughs> he's a beast in the post. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's amazing. I love him. He's hilarious. You know this song, and you love this song. Give it up for Ian Gordon. Hi guys. Hey baby. Are you, well, why'd I say, Hey baby. I'll take it. I'll, t- I'll take it. <laughs> Ian, let me just quickly explain why I said, Hey baby. Okay. Um, I was going to make a joke about you <laughs> drinking like an Irish Guinness, but then all I could think of was that stupid song. Like, Hey, Hey baby. <laughs> drinking song. I don't know. Hey, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want you to know. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a song. Mac, do, 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 do. Anyway, similar to your entrance song, it's a it's a good torture, a uh, good choice of a torture song. Yeah, well, that, that you know, we got to the, we got around to the point, didn't we? We did. We really did. <laughs> um, let's talk. To, let's talk to some Raptors. Let's talk to some actual Raptors, guys. No, um, let's talk some Raptors ball. Maddie, uh, I don't know if it's a new sting. I don't know if it's an old sting, but uh, I'm sure it's a delicious one. Please give me your finest Raptors sting. Hashtag RTZ. (laughs) (laughs) Freddie, before I just want to say one thing I forgot to tell you. I was on the phone with my mom. She actually sent me a text. She goes, oh, I forgot to tell you, I was driving on the highway and I was beside Drake. Whoa, she, that's yeah. big news. She said that he would be great on the podcast and we should get him. Awesome. <laughs> well, you can tell her um, next time she drives by Drake, if she's got to lock it down. Like she's got to follow him to where he's going. You know, ask him Fair about enough. the pod. I mean, I do know his insurance guy. He, my, he uh, Drake's insurance guy has been my dad's insurance guy forever. 
Great. Okay. So that's two yeah. ins with Drake yes. so far. <laughs> Tell your mom. The, sorry, go to ahead. Give him the, to give him the pit maneuver and run him off the road. And then you can be like, hey, now that I've got your. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Like a Mad Max thing. Yes. Yeah. We have yeah, to kidnap okay, him. It's not yeah. rude. Once he knows why you gave him the pit maneuver and ran him off the road, he'll be like, oh, he Fair. wouldn't care. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a pretty good one. Uh, sorry, good, sorry yeah. to distract you, but uh, your little raptor story started off. No, no. Uh, I, all I can think about is uh, different types of raptors and like what Mad Max vehicles they have. <laughs> but okay, you know what? Nobody needs me also being distracted. Uh, and uh, we're gonna start. We're gonna start a little bit serious here because um, there's uh, some bad news. Um, we're not going to go into all of the Terrence Davis uh, charges. Uh, it's pretty horrifying news uh, for, you know, Raptors fans, for, for women, for the NBA. <clears throat> um, obviously there will be a ton more information to come. The Raptors have sent out a, you know, like a press thing saying they're going to comply uh, fully with the NBA's, um, you know, their like, abuse kind of protocol. But, um, you know, I, I think a lot of the conversation is around uh, should we keep Terrence Ross, uh, you know, or, you know, should he belong, like, you know, does he belong in the NBA anymore? Uh, or I'm also hearing, you know, this kind of like, you know, in the same breath as the charges, oh, and FYI, he averaged 7.5 points. And I think it's all kind of hitting me the wrong way. Like, I, I guess, I don't know, with, especially having you two guys here, I'm, I'm more interested in, in like, how do you think the Raptors and the NBA and, you know, us as male fans can, I, I don't know, advocate more to show support for victims and, you know, help create a safer world. And, and also, like, you know, from a, a fan perspective, like a more welcoming audience base uh you know because I, I yeah that's a, that's a bit muddled but you know yeah let me let me start with you like as yeah as a man how do we kind of like work towards changing the conversation around this i think a lot of this really centers on like how the conversation's had so a few times you hear oh but he's been so good for us this year yes which is like it's it's so like not where the conversation is. The conversation is that what happened to her, that poor woman, like like everything's just centered around like her care and her well being. Like that's right. Yeah. Who how good he has been and uh and his play in the league is like not even a question and not even something I want to entertain. And I think that's kind of like where the conversation lies because everybody is like yeah I, I know the like the Raptors organization is a basketball organization and worried about their employee and like their employees conduct but mm -hmm. if this changes so it's more like hey um the Raptors organization is really concerned about her and her well-being and we're like reaching out and and like talking to her, then I feel like that might 
change like the perspective. The perspective is more of a the empathetic care position, not with their employee, but with the victim. Um, with her, then I think the conversation will change. And I, I know it doesn't seem like big, it's not like suspend or fire or whatever the policy is, but like I, I think a lot of these situations lack the empathy and heart that they need. Man, yeah, so 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 well said. And I think that you know, accountability and transparency is kind of like what you're going towards. And like what what happens is, you know, the 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 news breaks and then immediately the nothing centered around the story of the victim. Um, Ian, uh, you know, a kind of a heavy first question to, to hit you with, but um, yeah, you know, how do you feel like when, when a story like that breaks and so much of the conversation is around, Oh yeah. He, you know, he had a good rookie year. Um, It's a shame. It's, it's, it's indicative of, of culture on a broader scale in you know, amongst men and how we need to do better. I think that it's, it's, I mean, look at all the examples and how many there are and how it doesn't stop. And I think to, to hear something, I, you know, how many of us are, are staunch in terms of how we feel about this and how domestic abuse and, and violence towards women is disgusting and it's rampant and it needs to stop. And yet I own Kareem Hunt in fantasy and I want, and I root for him because I want to win my fantasy and he's playing in the NFL and he's striving and succeeding in the NFL. And he's not to, not to highlight him, but it's for me, I, how do I wrestle with this? Somebody who, mm-hmm. whose mind is already made up on how I feel and how, um, I think it's awful. And I think that it needs to change. And my, my mind is never, needed to, to change in that sense. But here I am openly supporting somebody who is guilty of these crimes. So there's, I'm, am I, it, honestly, am I a hypocrite? Like, actually, do, do, do men have to sit down and say, if we support these individuals after being guilty of said crimes, are we actually, are we hypocrites? Are we responsible for this continuing. And when it, when something like what individual X does two years ago, if it happens again in a different scenario and we collectively did nothing to, uh, you know, promote our outrage about it, are we, are we complicit? Are we responsible in some way? Because all of this stuff, it all derives to change it. And I would say it would probably derive from policy and whether that's an NBA policy or a political policy, it's, it's those policies that need to be put in place. And how do they get put in place? They get put in place when the fans pressure the organizations and the players to do so. And if we sit around and we're complacent, then we're honestly kind of, kind of guilty, really. Yeah, man, like a hundred percent. Like, and I think straight up and you don't, and we also have this attitude like, I feel well, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it's, it's it, yeah. And, you know, oh well. Yeah, there's this sense of detachment. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see it happen. It doesn't happen to me. This we we look at these. It just it also highlights how we look at these athletes as entities, as as like pieces and not as human beings. 
whether it's something awful happens to them or they do something awful or anything, these people are, are humans. And we kind of, we don't, it's weird. We really don't see them that way. We it's, there's just having it. It's not tangible. I don't know. It's weird. I'm not, you know, I just got home from, from work. So I'm, dude, no, I think you're articulating, you're articulating it quite well, actually. Thank you. I just think it's, um, you know, uh, I, I, you know, it starts with, with one person and with one individual. Do I have to drop Kareem Hunt? Do I have to, do I do that? Do I, do I, am I willing to do that? Does that make a difference? How does that make a yeah. difference? Do I talk to my friends about this? There's a, there's a, it's a multifaceted answer and we're not even close to finding a solution for it, even though it's right in front of our faces. Yeah. So sadly agree. Um, not to be insensitive, but I'm, I'm going to make a, a a topic change here. I think you guys hit that really well. Uh, and obviously it's a story that's going to evolve, but uh, you know, yeah, this is a, this is a, a big gear switch because this is a silly ass question. Uh, Ian, I'm going to stick with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think this New Jersey Raptors thing is maybe happening. So tell me oh, something God. about the New Jersey Raptors. The New Jersey Raptors, um, right away, I think that they're going to get into racketeering and mafia. <laughs> I feel like Nick Nurse will just transition directly into becoming uh, head of the mafia in mm-hmm. along New Jersey. I also think that they're, they're probably going to get into a lot of scams. They'll be a scam-based team. There might be a lot of trickery <laughs> involved in the plays, like ball fakes. Ball fakes will go up. Um I don't know if it, if they play in New Jersey, like what what kind of world are we living in, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what the fuck's going on here? It's so stupid. <laughs> Fuck off, New Jersey. Fuck you. <gasps> oh my god, you guys are you guys are honestly killing it. Um, uh, Yao, can you please tell me something about the New Jersey Raptors? I think Ian started us off. Yeah, lots of tricks, lots of ball fakes. You know, nurses for sure work in the boardwalk. Um, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah. Well, tell me, tell me something else about the New Jersey Raptors. Uh, I don't like it. I, I uh, <laughs> straight up, I, I share, uh, Ian's thoughts and critiques about the racketeering that will happen. The, the takeover of the old casinos. I don't know. I, uh, when I first heard that they may like, like Kentucky was a location and Louisville and like Kansas city was like something that, uh, Patrick Mahomes wanted. Um, all those things made me feel right. There's something right about those because they don't have an NBA team and you kind of create this like remote fan base. So they're there. New Jersey still has New York, like team, a team moved out of Jersey for a reason. Like, you don't want to be in Jersey. Yeah. A hundred percent. I would rather than play in Buffalo. Like, Hey, I said that last week on the pod. You know, I used to make fun of Buffalo a lot. And then I came to a place where I feel a bit sorry for Buffalo. And, and you know what? The fact that we've taken the bills makes me feel a little bit guilty. So I guess there's a part of that there. And it seems like it worked out okay for the Jays. For someone who grew up across the river from Buffalo and frequently got his hair cut in Buffalo and pizza and shoes for school in Buffalo, I will defend Buffalo. Buffalo's- wow. Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> 
I'm picturing young Yao walking around Buffalo, just getting every little thing he needs, you know? Yeah. Getting a haircut, getting some wings from anchor bar or going, uh, <laughs> going to Lenovo's and coming back. Like it's just Buffalo's great. So I'd rather than play in Buffalo though. I don't think Buffalo has an NBA ready facility and I don't think it has the right fan support. And it's just so close to us with us, uh, without us having the chance to go oversee them. And it feels like a tease. So I feel like yeah. it really should go to like a, a city that doesn't have a team that's nowhere close to a team that, that, uh, that we create this little bubble fan base where kids in like Louisville, Kentucky or Kansas city, Missouri or St. Louis have like this like fan base of Raptors and they they, they support the team regardless. They know they're in Canada. They, they suddenly know where Toronto is on a map and stuff. That's what I think is ideal. Somewhere that ha- has not had an NBA city for decades or hasn't had it for a long time. And like, that, that's like, a great point too. No, yeah. No chance of losing it. Like, I don't think the Raptors are not going to end up in New Jersey. I mean, mm-hmm. our is loaded, but like New Jersey is just so, like I'm you still had, you had your chance, basically. I'm 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 still with Matt from last week. He had the perfect answer to this. Where do you put the Raptors? You put them in that weird place in the states where there's actually four. You put the arena. Oh, the four in corners. Four yeah. different states. So basically, yeah. every corner three is a different state. Yeah, you four know, corners. Once the season's over, they're all panicking. They don't know how to retain the team. We come. <laughs> we comfortably bring it back to Toronto. But but yeah, I want to talk. Uh, Actually, you know, this is kind of fun. I want to talk Giannis a little bit seriously, like a little bit not fully a joke. Um, serious about Giannis in the podcast? Because I'm pretty sure. It's, it's, yeah, no, no, but I mean, like, Giannis as a Raptor. Yeah. You know, obviously it's been a rumor for a long time. Uh, but I think the rumor is getting, I guess, it's getting a bit more serious because we're turning into a team that is obviously chasing Giannis. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of fans that means trying to position themselves uh, or, you know, trying to position the Raptors in a place where Giannis will want to come. And uh, I was listening to the dunked on podcast last night and, or two nights ago, and they did the, you know, a nice off season breakdown of the Raptors. And they kind of hit a point that I've been saying this whole summer, which is, you know, you want to re-sign Fred, to attract a guy like Giannis. You want to say, this is a guy who can handle the ball all the time, anytime you're tired. Also, he can shoot the lights out. Uh, and they were kind of saying that, you know, perhaps he's, he's even a little bit of a better fit than a guy like Pascal. But anyways, that kind of got my brain rolling to these recent failures Milwaukee's had. You know, they lost to us. The, the, you know, obviously, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. But then they lost, you know, pretty embarrassingly to to the heat, uh, you know, Bledsoe had COVID and there's a lot of stuff that went down. It was a weird year, but yeah. Give me your version of Toronto or, or of Giannis in Toronto. That is like a contender, you know, and maybe it doesn't include resigning Fred. I just like, just like think about like, what, what does he need on the court to win it all? Well, in my version, he resigned, we resigned Fred. Um, it's part loyalty, part like work ethic. He fits in. He's a culture fit. Uh, I think on top of that with, uh, uh, with Pascal being here, I think the big sell is actually Nick Nurse, someone who has coached him in an all-star game, who, who knows how to like ride or die with his guys. He knows that he will pay him like 
play him more than 30 minutes if, he, if he's needed. He'll ramp him up for the playoffs. He's thinking ahead. Yeah, I guess playing him more minutes might help. <laughs> no, but it's also trusting. Like, you know that that uh, Giannis comes from the European system where they don't question the coach. And so coach says this, he doesn't do it. He may be mad and stew and want to at the end of the day. So he just needs a coach that fits more his philosophy. And I think Nick Nurse fits more that philosophy. He doesn't have to handle the ball. They have multiple handlers. They they mm-hmm. share it. He, he can still get his while like, not feeling like he's being worn out. He can still play 30 minutes-ish a game during the regular season. He just knows that during the playoffs that they'll step up. Plus, they have a winning culture and pedigree. Like you can't you can't really go to Miami. It's not the same fit. I think the two other teams in in line, quote unquote, for services are Miami and Dallas. And like those fits are so weird. Like Miami just feels like a collection of like good good the, players. The the Dallas one's a bit new and I hope that's Adam Silver's first veto. Yeah. If 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 it's like oh they're you know they're gonna pair up Doncic and Giannis I hope he's just like guess what I'm gonna I'm gonna veto this um, I, I no because I he, think that might be a, a, a too good of a fit I, I feel like it's a really good fit but I also don't feel like it's the great like it doesn't it feels like disconnected I mean like Kristaps and Doncic for some reason feel like they're buddies. And Giannis feels like he'd get along with him, but also would go home and do his own thing. And mm-hmm. it feels kind of disconnected. There's something not as right about that fit. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like, I think it's like, it's, part, it's part of this problem with Giannis and the ball. Like, you know, what's because like, if, if, you know, we, I, I think we're seeing it a bit with Simmons and it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a problem in the playoffs when you know their central point of contact the person who has the ball has this specific limitation even though he's so so good sorry go ahead yeah i just think both of them are too ball dominant in a way that doesn't complement each other where in the raptors he could still play his game and and fred can play off the ball he's already proven it this year like starting as the two uh he can play off the ball in a way mm-hmm. that entry yeah. still handle the ball during the spinal stretches when we need him to handle the ball and shoot. And I just think the Raptors are a great fit. The only reason why they don't hear about the U S media is because it's the U S media. They don't want to up in Canada. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. Ian, what about, what about you? Yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm totally with you. Yeah. I was like, Nick nurse is a, is a massive part of it. He's going to use him differently. And um, yeah, I think, you know, having a guy like Fred, Kyle, obviously age wise doesn't really, match up but that that kind of like steady hand and you know I'm, I'm i'm wary to say fred's as good as kyle as well but yeah ian like what, what what do you think Giannis needs you know in toronto like is, I there, mean, is there other free agents who are like oh well we need a couple corvers uh, no if he like dude if imagine if he if you insert him into our lineup Giannis, we're gonna win like <laughs> you know what i mean I guess I that's think a good point. Yeah, we don't need anything. To Yao's, to Yao's point, um, it's the coach. It's Nick Nurse for sure. If you ask yourself, why um, why didn't the Bucks win, right? Why, they had the best record, an excellent roster. It was very deep. They had shooting for Giannis. 
Why didn't they win? Um, well, I, you know, you got to think this is going to come down to coaching, right? At the end of the day, they, yeah. the opposing teams keyed in on how to handle Giannis and the coach didn't have an answer and it's on the coach too. He's got to see that coming. He's got to be a chess piece ahead and he's got to know that <clears throat> maybe they're going to try to shut him down in that way. If that happens, how do I utilize him? What lineups do I go to, et cetera? And if he, it, a good sort of example um, in the West is, is Houston with Harden. I think they're similar players in that sense. Like they can get huge numbers. They can rebound the ball. They can pass the ball. They totally dominate the game, right? There's only that a few players in the NBA that do it like broad, mm-hmm. and, but Harden's one of these guys, you know, it's one of these guys, none of them have won. Right. And they both again had pretty deep teams um, and, you know, excellent records, but they fall short as the coaching. They don't have a secondary plan. They don't have a backup plan. It worked in the regular season. We shot a ton of threes. It worked in the regular season. Giannis went to the cup all day long. Well, I mean, it doesn't work necessarily in the playoffs. And if you put Nick Nurse, if you gave Nick Nurse the friggin' gift of Giannis on that team, it'd be over, right? It really would yeah. be. And because um, we'd be patient with him, we wouldn't force him. He would, we would let him do what he wanted to do, and we would have the craziest, most fluid lineup. Like you'd you'd see like ten guys coming in and out of the game all the time just to fuck with defenses. Um, it would be a nice pipe dream for sure, guys. But, uh, am, yeah. yeah. No, I'm so happy I brought up this this pipe dream question because just hearing you talk, like both of you talk about like. What do we need? Nick Nurse, man. We like, we basically like, we have like, yeah, it would be, it would be like we got a Ferrari again. Like when we got, they also actually don't have a guy like Lowry, the Bucks. Lowry's somebody who can, who it's his team, right? And Giannis maybe doesn't want to have the team yet right away. He doesn't want to have that bulldog mentality right away just because he's still a young man, right? He's only what, is it 26 or something? Yeah, it's 27, 26. Yeah, right. So he, he, maybe he needs, he can be an alpha, but maybe he needs the A1 alpha. This is my team in Lowry to come in and headbutt somebody. If you need somebody to get headbutted, <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it. Make we that got, we play. got surge too for that. Yeah, exactly. So like I said, I, if you put him on, on the wraps, like it would be, it'd be over like really. Oh yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's talk some NBA. What do you think boys? Mm, love to. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting from what do you think, boys? <laughs> Actually, you This guy's crazy. Freddie, uh, I thought we were going to talk about 19th century opera. From my understanding that the second segment was about 19th century opera. Listen, I pulled an audible. It's a stressful day, so we got to keep it to basketball. Fine. We'll talk you opera know. later. Wagner's uh, okay. The Ring. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maddie, I don't know if you if you got a Wagner's The Ring sting. Uh, you probably don't, but you probably got something delicious for me. So whatever you got, please, sir, give it to me. This is Adam Silver. Um. Just me, or did that Adam Silver honk honk come in extra loud? Matt, uh, is there more bass on the honks? 
I did not add any bass to the Adam Silver honk. Wow. It sounded angry. It sounded like a tugboat that's like, listen, we're not properly like lined up to park the boat and I'm going to honk aggressively. You know what? That's it's, it, it makes sense that he would be honking aggressively because he's apparently a little worried that the season's not going to start in December. I know. Yeah. That's uh, we'll, 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 we'll see where the rubber meets the road there. Um, yeah. The, you know, December 22nd was the initial date. Seems like um, they could lose a billion dollars or something if they don't start in December. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think that's all, I mean, I'm no economist, but I'll say that's an interesting, you know, figure to throw out, uh, just because there, you know, there's, it's money lost based on the assumption they don't play a certain amount of games. So if they were to not play in December, it doesn't necessarily mean they couldn't play later into the summer. So I think when, when you hear like the money lost stuff, my guard's always a little bit up, right? Because that's the I TV people being like TV revenue because December is a little bit more of a prime month for them to like jump on said TV revenue as opposed mm-hmm. to January because the beginning of January is a little down, so they lose that Christmas season. But yeah. again, also not an economist. Exactly. Because I, I mean, you did, which is I thought, well, you're going to pay fifty games. Who cares if the fifty games start a month later? But I also know that TV prices are a little bit more expensive in December as opposed to January. Yeah. And I think, you know, what we're seeing now too is also like a little bit of a public battle, right? Which is like, you know, the, it's, it's, it's the big money saying we want the players by X day um, or blank horrible scenario. And I think that what that does is to the, like, you know, the NBA regular audience, it puts us in a place where it's like, well, why won't the players cooperate without actually knowing their side or perspective? Yeah. Well, um, you're not in the power position anyway with revenue loss and the fund that I, I don't know if you guys know about the fund, the escrow fund that they put money into, but has to increase this year. So Steph Curry, who makes 40, I think 47 million actually will only take home 25 and if you take, it's like 10% of your wages or something, it's, it's an absurd number. Yeah. If you're getting paid over a million dollars, but then by the time you get home, you're only going to actually take home 600,000. It's a big difference. So I hear that. And I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's, uh, I, okay. I just want to, I'm going to throw this right out there. Uh, let me go. Yao first. Um, I think there's a lot of excitement in, in our division right now. It's like, you know, everyone but poor, uh, poor New York Knickerbockers are relevant. Um, but bring on your what, bad contracts. What's that? The Knicks. Bring on your bad contracts. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're actually, you know, they're doing their own thing right now. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to know, who do you think is more exciting, uh, Philly or, or, or Brooklyn? Like, we know Philly's got Maury and – and uh, Doc now, and there could be fireworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, got, I got their contracts up on basketball reference here. And then obviously Brooklyn, um, you know, KD slated to come back, which is like, this is what they've been waiting for, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, Amari Stoudemire's there. Dan Tony's there as an assistant, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah, hit me with it. But pick a team and tell me why they're more exciting. 
the word I won't use, I won't use the word exciting. I'll use the word interesting. I think okay. Brooklyn is a more interesting team going into this season. I don't think any of them are really exciting. Like I don't, I don't expect much from either because I, I don't have that much faith in Doc, Doc Rivers. I think Doc Rivers is a wonderful leader. I think he's great when he's a dog, like when he has a bunch of like hard working players, he can bring them up to a different level. But I think with all stars, he brings them down to the median. So um, I don't expect Philadelphia to really get their problem solved. I think Brooklyn is going to be interesting because like they just have a lot of egos to manage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like, I hate when people say that in general, like these guys are have to be managed, but Truthfully, when you go on a podcast and start talking all sorts of nonsense about like who coaches a team and who's not getting respect and who who do you trust taking the last shot, like they're just creating this circle around themselves of like drama and intrigue that like people are going to watch it. Does it blow up or does it like do they actually back up their like talk? Spoiler alert. It, it blows up because none of them were going to stay healthy throughout a whole season and playoff run. It's just going to be ridiculous. Plus, you have like the bench, like the bench who's brought themselves to the playoffs and worked hard together, having to like literally be told to take a step back instead of the you know all star players earning a spot. It's it's just going to be interesting to watch because I feel like at one point like you're going to have like a bad game. They're going to have a winning record. Don't expect them to miss the playoffs. That's not going to happen. Um, but they're going to have a bad game against, like, the Bucks or the Heat or the Raptors where they lose. And then Kevin Durant's going to say something to p- piss off Joe Harris and Karis LeVert at the same time. And Spencer Dinwiddie's going to be like, well, I played well when Kyrie missed these, like, last four games because you know he's going to miss some time because that guy's fragile shit. Anyway, interesting. Brooklyn- I think uh- – I I need like one of those like I need you to do like a, a Michael uh, like Rappaport parody video where it's like just you going off on all of the potential problems in Brooklyn um, <laughs> in your car or something because I feel like yeah I feel like that's an interesting scenario like I, I like you just reminded me of all the you know weird all the weird stuff they had going with like with Atkinson where it's like, Oh, this team's good. They can shoot the three Joe Harris, Allen. Like this, this is a feel good scenario. And, and yeah, it's like, it's an insane amount of ego. I can't wait till like Allen is benched because they want Deandre Jordan in, but Allen's numbers are better. And his like, it, like his metrics are all better, but for some reason he's benched and then he's asking for like a trade, but not really. Yeah. He's like, he's just like, side tweeting or, or suburb tweeting on uh, or saying something on Instagram going, well, when you've earned your spot, but the old guys need to play or something along those lines. Oh there. Yeah. There's going to be about a thousand burner Twitter accounts associated with the Brooklyn Nets this year. Um, Ian, who's your, yeah. Who's your more like, I, I used exciting, but I think I actually like, yeah, I was framed it a bit better because I don't know how good I think. Like I think, likely us in Boston will be better than both these teams. But um, yeah, like we, who's your more interesting team for whatever reason, Philly or Brooklyn? Um, for it's, I, I agree. It's got to be Brooklyn, but I think a lot of it, their players are one thing and what they went through last year and the addition of uh, Kyrie and Katie who are like really otherworldly good players. 
basketball-wise. I wonder, it's certainly going to be interesting to see how those guys mesh. Because if you look at kind of how they both play, it just as players, their skill sets complement each other very well. They both can handle the ball well and both shoot. And But they're both, they're both <laughs> a little odd when it comes to you know, how they, how they want to do things. And they've, none of them have individually been the leader of a championship team. So for them to get together and try to do it, it's going to be interesting. And the most interesting thing though, with the Nets um, is Nash. Nash. Totally. I know Steve Nash what? is his first head coaching job. <laughs> he, he, he could really, I mean, there are really the three scenarios. They kind of do. Okay. They burn out early in the playoffs they do horribly, which I really doubt, or they do really well. And like, could they do really well? Could they actually do really, really well? And Nash is coach of the year and they have like, you know, an 800 winning percentage. I don't know. Maybe I like a lot of it depends on whether or not Kyrie and Katie decide, decide to be the team members and teammates that they need to be in order to win as a team. And they need to put their egos aside for sure. They're both incredibly talented um, and that team can be deep. And if they're coached properly and if they respect Nash, they can actually be dangerous. Also depends on Katie because uh, that's a serious injury, right? And he's 30 something yeah. and he's his Achilles tendon is like the It's like you put it beside young street. It's just a little bit shorter than young street, right? <laughs> it's the long, like imagine having to fix that thing as a doctor. You'd be like, this is I'm charging double. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. So, I'm sure the doctor charged double for sure. I hope so. And but also on the other side, like <laughs> Embiid is weird too. I hope Embiid stays healthy because you know, God love him. He's been he's been sunned enough in the NBA for him to have my respect to go and do something. Start big dogging people. You know what I mean? Average twenty five and twelve and stay healthy. That'd be cool to see. Good for him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The Raptors are going to be better than them. We don't need to worry about them. I don't think. I agree. I hope. Um, I hope. And I also agree on the policy of like the doctor basically just like seeing a ligament or based on the person, like charging double, you know, like whichever way, if doctors want to roll like that, like, I mean, I watched one episode of that, that show, the Nick and the way doctors were doing stuff in the early 1900s. It was wild. Um, they barely washed their hands, but, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, I think wrap this, this, this pot up with some, some quickish questions. Um, we got, we got some hot ones for you. Uh, it, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be an entertaining one. Um, mm-hmm. what do you feel? What do you feel about that guys? You want to do some quickish questions? Love it. Yeah. Love it. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> I don't know. I keep doing these like rally calls. Like, <laughs> what do you think guys? Are we going to go tobogganing this winter? I love um, it. Cause, uh, like we're going to be like, nah, dog. Sure. Yeah, you I guys just this peace was out. the section for Tisnal Jesus, Freddie. Instead of those quickest questions. Yeah, I, I, I had I, several I keep... several questions lined up in regards to our Tisnal cheese. Listen, I keep and... teasing out sophisticated <laughs> sections, and it's just I don't know. I don't know if it's going to go down. You know, next pod, I'll, I'll just like whoever's the guest, no matter what, I'll just like jump to and like everything will be like <laughs> like bur- birding based. I'll be like, oh, what do you think about like? The black crowned, oh. you know what I mean? Uh, or whatever. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I, I let this slide way too long. Uh, Maddie, I know you're ready with that sting, so please give me that um, quick, quickish, 
questions. Thanks for listening to me. I have a stroke, everybody. I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm going to be all right. This is Quickish Questions. Uh, if you know it, you love it. I'm going to stumble through some questions. I'm going to misread them likely. Uh, I'm going to slur. I'm going to stutter. I'm going to forget what I'm talking about. But that's okay because these folks here, they have to answer these questions with a plum and as quick as they can. Uh, they can't phone a friend. They can't delay every um and every ah. It's, it's just not okay. Uh, let's, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm keeping points. And when I unveil the points, people are going to be very upset. Uh, let's go. Um, let's go. Yao, Ian, Matt. Everybody good? All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Yao. Word. What animal would be the best at basketball. The Puma. The Puma. The Puma. I like it. It's stealthy, it is. It, it's just like, people don't know about its speed and agility and it just gets you. It gets you that first step every time. Just slices the ball right away? Not just about the first step, it's also about the deceleration. That pull up Jays. The Puma. Ian. Good question. What name? Good answer. Mm-hmm. What name should Kyle give to his new Ferrari? Um, all junk, no trunk. Whoa. That's a home run. Matt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, people put it, so I'm going to ask it. Um, should we get rid of TD? Yes. Yao. Will Kyle ever leave or retire, or sorry, will Kyle ever leave or will he retire a Raptor? Uh, interesting. Sadly, I think he'll leave, um, but it won't be like on bad terms. I think it'll just be to make way for new generation. And he'll, he'll feel like he has a year or two left. Though I don't think he should leave. I think he should retire a Ian, mm-hmm. is Fred worth keeping? Yes, I think so. He's rock solid. He's steady. He can shoot the ball, and he's smart on the, uh, as a point guard. Does his job very well. Hell yeah, Matt. I feel like this is lining up in a funny way for you. Okay. Um, next question is: Should I burn my TD jersey? Wow! Look that I'm the authority on this one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever you got to do. You know, I don't know. I don't like burning jerseys because the plastic smell uh, makes me think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> a lot of stroke content here. Uh, this is good. Uh, Yao, what do you think of the super teams of coaching staffs coming together? Yeah, um, I think they're only as good as their first assistants, uh, not even the head. Uh, because a, lot, a few of these scenarios, the head, uh, the head coach is uh, a novelty hire. So that first assistant is like really what brings them together. So that's the scary thing about uh, Brooklyn is they have D'Antoni, who's probably going to be their lead assistant and pushing Jacques Vaughn down, who's already a strong coach. Um, 
but yeah, I think I think it's interesting. Um, if players respect the coaches more, it'd be great. But I don't think they respect coaches as much as they need to. Ian, mm. is the possible Christmas start a good idea? Um, yeah, I want to say so as a fan. But if it happens and there's a bunch of injuries right away, the NBA is going to look really stupid. And they have a really strong players union, so they probably don't want to do that. I mean, it's everything is all weird still. It's going to be weird during Christmas. It would be nice. But I think realistically, if they just went another month or so, gave the players a bit more rest, it might make for better basketball, unfortunately. Matt, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> what do you do with TD? He's a talent, <laughs> but his image is now bad for the team. And this is kind of you know, sort of the conversation we were having where we don't want to focus too much on his personal conflict. But uh, do you think he's out of the NBA? Oh, God. Um, I mean, you know, you're the authority. So I'm the authority on this. Look, he he's got to make us a, a real big effort if he even has a chance. Right. He's got to and not just about being in the NBA. He's got to he's got to come out against, uh, you know, uh, against dom- domestic violence. Like he, he has to take a stand. And it, that's something, you know, it's like I don't want to go on too long. But, you know, there's a there's a kid that was drafted in the NHL who. It came out after that he was uh, like I, I tormenting that, yeah. a young black kid uh, in school who and like like seriously tormenting him. And, oh, yeah. you know, and it's just like, you know, now he's been that pick has been renounced and he's been kind of he, he's done, I think. Um, but it's like if you you know, even if it doesn't get you back to where you wanted to be you he, as, a, as a human, he needs to come out and and stand up on that side that that he's you know that he's faltered on you know like he needs to be he needs to be against it and and be a, a person to to uh advocate against it you know what i mean damn right and that is the best ever non-quickish answer and it was appropriately non-quickish yeah i totally agree keep them coming keep those td questions yeah, I, coming I, think, I hope you're done <laughs> jeez uh yeah uh, other than Michael Jordan, who is the best player to have ever won the dunk contest? Negative 200 points if you pick Fred Jones. <laughs> the best player to ever have won the dunk contest that isn't Michael Jordan uh, is Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Yes. Ian. Yes. Y'all seen Obama splash that tray? Question mark. I did. I loved it. He uh, he's got good form, and he was wearing like dress pants, even though they're probably like really nice dress pants. He still hit the shot in dress pants with a shirt tucked in, and it was awesome. And they walked off, and he said, "That's what I do." Are you fucking kidding me? I've never cool. done anything that cool in my life. Come on, man! And then you know the camera panned, and you saw you saw Biden, and Biden was like, "I don't do that, but that is what he does." They should just <laughs> shut the lights off. You know what I mean? Like it was it was awesome. Okay, uh, this last question uh, is, uh, is such a good one uh, that I'm going to turn it into an all-play. And for poor Matt, I'm going to let him answer it twice. So, Matt, <laughs> you get two passes on this question because it's a fun one to think about. Um, okay, so uh, in connection to Obama hitting a silky three. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, what Canadian politician could walk into a three so cleanly? Matt. <laughs> 
Wow. Can you feel? Um, <laughs> uh, the first, I don't, I don't even want to say the first thing that popped in my head because it's not true. Uh, questions. You got to give it to me. Jesus, sorry. Uh, I feel like. Uh, 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 wow, jug- the first fun question <laughs> rattled you, eh? Jugmeat? Who? Jugmeat Singh? Oh, yeah. That's that's a, that's a given. Um, Matt, you got some more time for the next one. <laughs> Jesus, early. Yeah. Um, Yao, who, sure. what, well, what's a Canadian politician that could just like easily step into that, that three like Obama? It, it is generally Jugmeat. I, I don't know why you... You hesitated so long. It's the only person that like who legitimately could shoot that shot, hit that shot, and walk off as if like he's the flyest person on earth. Like Trudeau can't do that. And <laughs> well, I, I what happened was Mike Harris popped into my head, and I was like, no, 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 no. And then I thought about his six toe, and then I fucking got all thrown off. Yeah, you know what? Mike Harris will always throw you off. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, he, he and who's, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, Singh, obviously. Is there, is there anyone else out there who could just like pop into a three? No worries. You know what? Listen, um, I'll say it would probably be Rob Ford, but in high school in Etobicoke, maybe he's only, maybe only weighs 260 pounds at that point. You know? God love him. He, if, if he does it, this is what he does. He doesn't step into it as much. As he, <laughs> wait, sorry, cool. wait. I just got to say it out loud. No. Do you mean Doug? No, no. he means no, he means Rob. Rob. Rob from the grave. Okay, sorry. Specifically, rest Rob. Yeah, oh, rest yeah. in peace, peace. Rob. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. But here's how he does it. He throws it with one hand while he's got a beef patty in his mouth. That's how I picture it happening. So it's not exactly a splash three. It's more of like yeah, it's, chaotic. It's like- <laughs> chaotic scene like <laughs> and then he says something he tries to say something in patois and then he hits the back <laughs> <button>. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> then he pulls a crack pipe out of his blazer pocket yeah, he, he does all he goes through all the hits oh yeah 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 so it's not exactly as smooth necessarily no. as Obama but it's certainly, yeah. you know, he splashed it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty chaotic event. Sounds like. yeah, it's a mess. Um, uh, <laughs> Matt, okay, round two. You you get to answer. Uh, you get to answer again. Who is the who is the Canadian politician going to walk into a three? Um, I think uh, I think it's going to be you know Pierre Trudeau. Wow, another deceased <laughs> person. That would have been my number two. Yeah. I like it. Okay, buddies. Um, that's the pod. We, we made it to the end. Uh, this Quickish Questions was a good time. Uh, we all kind of hopefully passed the time together, you know, not stressing out on this this huge election day in, in the U.S. Um, it yeah, was really fun, Freddie. Thank you so much. Oh, man. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, you guys are the best. Um yeah, I was gonna. Go, I was gonna go to you first. Like, um, yeah, weird times for all of us comedians here. But uh, mm-hmm. are you doing anything? What's going on? If you're not doing well, anything, you know, okay. I still do. I'd like to do my Instagram stories there. I can. I'm on Instagram shirt underscore Gordon. If anybody wants to follow me, and then I got a show actually in Kitchener, Ontario, with Hunter Collins Hell on yeah. November twenty seventh, and I'm super excited about that. 
I'm pumped to hang out with Hunter. If anybody knows Hunter, he's a great guy, funny Hilarious comedian. person. And yeah, an awesome dude. And uh, I'm excited to do stand up. It's been a while. Things are weird, like you said. But uh, you know what? When it comes back, the audiences are going to be eaten out of our hands, aren't they, Freddie? Oh, yeah. They're just going to be going wild. <laughs> I got some new, uh, you know, kind of prop comic bits I've been working on. Oh, I got, like a, I got a straw hat, you know, I got, oh, you know, nice. yeah, I'm going to be, I'm, all, big I'm okay. It's all right, man. <laughs> I love a little prop com. <laughs> yeah. We're hanging in there, man. You know, the straw hat will be big in Kingston. You, oh, you, you wait, buddy. You wait and see. <laughs> Folks in Cornwall will hear about it. Um, you know what? They, they, they'll head all the way, all the way to Cornwall. They'll hear about it, and I'll be going door to door selling compact discs. That's what I'll be doing. Okay, cool. Um, Yao, I don't know if you're in, in the disc game, mini discs, perhaps. Um, <laughs> mini disc. Well, what, what's up with you? Are you, are you doing any shows, oh, Kingston? What's going on? Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm active on my Instagram. Y-A-W experience, Yao experience, where I'm putting up a daily song that goes with a theme, which is really nice. And I'm working on a few things to actually come out because uh, I, I would love to perform stand-up comedy, but uh, I just haven't found the right venue. I'm not a Zoom comic. I'm not, no offense to anybody who is. I, I, I just need to, I need to see my audience. I need to reach out and attempt to touch them before that. <clears throat> As you know, I don't do that. Um, but yeah, working on something. So hopefully, I can I can announce that pretty soon. But uh, oh, yeah, um, but yeah, follow me on Instagram because I'll also tell people what I'm doing there. Check this dude out, and uh, I was searching for his name the whole time that uh, Ian was talking about. I was like Kingston Comedy, Kingston Comedy. Uh, he probably doesn't listen to this pod, but shout out to my guy Ryan Denis. He lives in Kingston. Oh, yeah. He's hilarious. Oh my God. One of the funniest people. Uh, if you're in Kingston, make sure you, you, know, you check out whatever he's producing and, 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 and see his shows. Cause I, I see he's still doing a lot, um, <clears throat> doing a lot of stuff, but uh, anyways, that, that's it for the pod. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, share, subscribe, uh, make sure to, you know, Hey, take, take advantage of that manscaping deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Right? 20% um, off. Dunks pod. Code is Dunks pod. I'm wearing the shirt. It's huge. (laughs) I'm going to fill it out because I'm getting jacked. Um, (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys so much. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 